Good evening, everybody. Good evening, everybody. Tonight, tonight is just an impromptu introduction to an upcoming series. Now, the aunties speak. I won't be on long, but I wanted to just kind of brief you about what this series will entail and why I chose this particular topic. My auntie is that kind of person that might roll up in her house shoes and house coat, pick you up from school, and she might have a, a, a cup of greens in her purse. She might have a rib in her pocket, but she's down for you. She may not be blood related, uh, but she's someone that you can trust. So we're going to talk today about aunties. I'm going to introduce you to this new series that I'm going to start that I'm hoping to do for a mighty long time because the world is full of really, really good aunties. So let's go. What is a critical conversation? A critical conversation is a conversation that, that reveals important content, not only about ourselves, but about other people. Critical conversations edify, heal, and provide substance. Join Latanya Harris Gooden as she introduces us to critical conversations right here on Trailblazers. Hey, 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 everybody. It's Sunday. It's not a typical day that you would see me, um, but I wasn't able to go live yesterday because I had a wonderful time at the Ecumenical Theological Seminary School's Family and Friends Day. Um, they were looking to bring out the alumni and find out if there's any potential students. So your girl might be going to seminary. We'll see. I do want to. Hey, Simone, I do want to go. It's been something that I've been really wanting to do. Not because I want to preach. Mm -mm. Not That's not even my motivation. Y'all got water? Come on in here. I just want a deeper level of study, a deeper level of knowledge in terms of religious perspective, uh, religion in general, theology in general, um, that would help make me um, more of a scholar and more equipped to defend the faith, more equipped to have intelligent conversations. So, you know, God does all things well. So while we wait on my special guest, if she is free, I chose this series coming up called Let the Auntie Speak because thank you, Simone. Uh, Auntie is a word that has a, a double-edged sword. Some people feel good about that word, but there's some historical negativity about Auntie, um, like the Aunt Jemima and things like that. This is a word that we're going to actually study. We're going to go into the, the history of our culture and find out where this word came from. I'm sure it didn't start in America. And I may even ask my sister, Dana, who's my resident historian, to come in and, and let's dive into the historical value of the word auntie. Yes. You, you like that, Simone? You are an auntie. See? See, we got an auntie in the room already. I am too. I am an auntie too, Simone. There is a lot of value in that title. Now, biologically, an aunt can mean like my sister has a son, which made me an aunt. Um, my mother did not have any biological sisters. 
However, she has an absolute best friend of all time. They call themselves sisters and they really are. They start looking alike. That, and I've known her since I was about eight and I'm 48. So I would say if your mother has a best friend for 40 years, that's your auntie, <laughs> at least in our community, right? So, and I'm hoping to get her on the show. The other reason is that uh, I do have a biological auntie uh, on my father's side. My father's sister, my father's only living sister is Mary Teague. Hey, Aunt Mary. Um, love you. So I, I have an aunt that way as well. Simone says her sister has a son. So that means she's an auntie. Yes, there are. There's a biological component to this word. But there really are people out there as well that have aunties that are no blood relation. Correct. They don't have to be blood. And the ones that I have that have been most instrumental in my upbringing and in my life. And, and when I say it takes a village, not only to raise a child, it, it does take a village to keep an adult raised up. Uh, there's so much that we endure as adults and as women in particular. Aunties don't just have nieces. They have nephews too. But I just think there's a very special bond between an auntie um, and her niece or her nephew. There's a, a vice president mother vibe that I get. And in some cases, not all, but in some cases, the person may not have had a good relationship with their biological mom, but an aunt has stepped in. Hello, evangelist Kusar. Thank you for bringing, coming on in here and getting us started today. Hello. Thank you. Great day to you. Great day. Please share this. Yes. Vice President Mother Simone, please share the video and subscribe to Critical Conversations on Facebook and on YouTube. Critical Conversations with LHG. Let's get to a thousand uh, followers, y'all. Let's go. Because I want to get your perspective too. Because my grandmother, get this, y'all. And I got to tag some of my family in here. My grandmother had at least, at least 15, between 14 and 16 sisters. And I'm going to try to tag some of my family in here on that side of the family. Um to get some more information about how many sisters were in the Wilson family. Um, I tagged my cousin, Martha West. Um, we can do a whole series about cousins. I'm telling you, it's just the way that our family is set up. Hopefully, Auntie Emma will be in, Simone. But I tagged my cousin, Martha West, uh, because she's my Facebook friend and she's my cousin. Our, our I believe her mother and my grandmother sisters. And after having all these siblings, y'all, about 16 siblings in the Wilson family, the last one passed away, I want to say this year, I think 16 girls and one boy. I could have the numbers off, but hopefully my cousin, um, Lady West, will correct me. She may not even know who I am, but I'm Ruth Ella's daughter, cousin Martha. <laughs> so, um, having all of those siblings and they all have different personalities and getting in the room with them, my great aunts, the majority of them, if not all of them 
were preachers and or singers, musicians. And a lot of that ended up trickling down to a lot of my cousins. My mother is a phenomenal singer and a preacher. So when you are in a family, um, yes, Auntie Emma, you know what? I'm glad you said that. Auntie Emma is our virtual auntie. I am so glad you said that because when I first met her, I want to see if she coming in, but she might be getting her. She said she was getting her hair together. <laughs> but um, when I first met her, Simone and, and watchers, we are paparazzi sisters. That's how I met Emma Bellard Simon. I remember my first week or so in the business, she came on to uh, my live videos. I was nervous. I was didn't know what I had gotten into, but she and a couple other sisters came into my live video, encouraged me, girl, you can do it. You're looking good. Your pieces are hot. I mean, with that comes support. Support is a big part of the auntie relationship. And some people have aunties on top of having a really good mother. And I have a, a beautiful mother. She's alive. It's just that our relationship isn't where I want it to be. And sometimes those of us who have a need for the aunties, we, we need you because there may have been some hurt. I'm not crying today. There may have been some hurt and some pain um, in the bloodline. I'll leave it at that to where God affords us other people not to take the place of a mother or of a natural aunt but to to support and to pray for and to nurture and to love and to give wisdom i mean it's responsibility if somebody calls you auntie i challenge you out there if somebody calls you auntie I need you to watch this because I'm sure, I hope you know that there are some responsibilities that come with that. Thank you, Simone. Simone is reminding you all that I am a full-blown independent paparazzi consultant, baby. I wear my business. And my link is in the comments. Thank you, Simone. I appreciate you. So I have people in my world that I met throughout the course of my 48-year pilgrimage on the planet. <laughs> and I immediately call them auntie. You're going to be meeting them in this series. Auntie Peggy is coming on. Auntie Emma's coming on. I'm trying to get um, Queen Lois Donald. She is one of our paparazzi executives, but, but she also gives me auntie vibes because she's so sweet and always willing to impart knowledge. One thing about aunties, a good auntie loves to give wisdom. They have stories to tell. It's okay. Is it okay to cry? Oh, I can't do it today. I can't do it. I know it's okay to cry. And this platform has been such a release. I'm telling you, Simone, you've been rocking with me for a minute. And this this has been such a source of release. I thank God for it. I was trying to hold on to my eyelashes. <laughs> I was. But sometimes, even in your church, sometimes you may have an auntie because, true story, my mother was a choir director in our church when I was a kid. 
So her back would be turned to me when she was, you know, when I was small, I wasn't in a choir yet. So the aunties and the mamas of the church had the permission to spank me, scold me, take my gum, take my candy. It was kind of a village concept. And once church was over and those aunties told my mama that I had got in trouble, I'm going to get a spanking woman again. A double whammy, honey. But knowing that there was somebody watching over me, maybe when she wasn't able to take it to the neighborhood, in the community. My grandmother, and I spoke about this the other day, my grandmother watched children for a living when I was a little girl. She didn't have a regular job. She kept children. She, I think she might have kept maybe about 10 children over the course of a few years. Good afternoon. My cousin is in here. Hi, Lady West. Hi, my cousin is in here. We're talking about aunties, Lady Martha West. And my grandmother was Ruthie Mae Carter. Her maiden, maiden name was Wilson. So I am a part of the Wilson lineage. And I needed my cousin to come in here and tell me how many siblings there were. I remember between 14 and 15 girls and maybe maybe two brothers, Lady West. And families were really big back then. So it was nothing. Hello, Kayo Shonda, good morning. It was nothing for people to have 20 kids, you know, you know, 40 years ago. I'm telling you, it was nothing for that. They That was what our families did. And out of all these siblings, all the ones I met, I didn't get to meet them all because a few of them um, had passed away, but they preached, they sang. My grandmother was not a twin, but she had one sister who looked just like her. That was my aunt Edna. And she recently passed away. So I, I really want us to pay attention to our families and make sure we are keeping our family reunions going. 15 girls and two, I knew you would know, Lady West, thank you. 15 girls and two boys in my grandmother's siblings. Can you imagine all of that in one house? And when I tell you, full of power, it was always a tent revival whenever these sisters got together. You don't know who to listen to first. It's just like, it was amazing. And the last sister, I believe, passed this year, correct me, cousin. Um, and I, we weren't able to be there. My mom, I believe, might have been there. But we weren't able. Yes, Simone, 15 girls and two boys. I met my great-grandmother one time. Great-grandmother. What was her first name, Lady West? I know great granddad was Boss Wilson, but we used to have these family reunions in these different states. Are y'all still doing that? Are y'all, are people still strong, Will, cousin? Woo! And you got that same thing. My cousins, um, Lady West and my mom are first cousins. I think that would make us second cousins, Lady West. Strong-willed, ministers of the gospel, singers, businesswomen. When I tell you, Mary, my great-grandmother was Mary 
Wilson. It's something about the name Mary that makes me want to cry. I have a few Marys in my family. I remember seeing her just before she passed away. Small, small woman. And we had to get there. We had to get there. And I saw her one time alive. I remember walking into this big, beautiful home in St. Louis. Where are y'all families from? Put in the comments, where are your families from originally? I know St. Louis. That may not be the original place, but Mary Jane Wilson. Oh, it's my great-grandmother. Okay, Simone. Yeah, I'm probably going to cry. I'm probably going to cry. Hey, NJ. Hey, Simone says her family on her father's side used to have a family reunion every year in August. Yes, the family reunions were big when I was growing up. You pick whatever state you were going to go to. It was like Friday through Sunday. Somebody had to host it. You had a big banquet. You had a big picnic. You went to church that Sunday. And then everyone kind of dispersed between Sunday night and Monday. Yeah, Simone, it's it's probably gonna it's probably gonna happen. I got my cousin in here and, and it's probably it's probably gonna happen. Um and then most families have cousins that stand out. The cousin I remember the most growing up was Ruth Ann. My mom is Ruth my cousin is Ruth Ann, and my grandmother is Ruthie May. My grandmother named her daughter after her. And whew, I ain't gonna cry. Jesus. My God. Whew. Okay. All right. I miss, I miss that. I miss the meet and greet. My grandmother was like, I got to have my stockings. I got to have my dress. Me and I didn't wear no pants to the family reunion. NJ says, I've never been to my family reunion, unfortunately. My family is huge, but I don't know many of them. I feel that, Nakori. And that happens for certain reasons and certain circumstances. And when that does happen, Simone, I ain't got no tissue, girl. I got this old hard paper towel, girl. I need me an usher to get me through this. I need me an usher. No pants, cousin. Mima, I called my grandmother Mima. Mima had her dresses, her skirts, her stockings, and she would wear sandals, but she had her stockings on. Very respectful. This is, this, this is, we're talking about older saints of the old church. Many still do that out of respect and reverence. But my grandmother, when it came to being around her sisters, and uh-uh, ain't no pants. No. Thank you, Simone. Give me some tissue, girl. Family, girl, family. There was just so much power. I didn't really know what the Holy Spirit felt like as a as an eight-year-old kid. I just knew I was just like my mouth would be open because the I felt something. I felt something. And I don't think I got a chance to meet my cousin, Martha. Well, I didn't know who you were, Lady West. I'm sure I've probably met you and I've heard about you. Um, the last family reunion, I want to say was in Alabama, maybe? I might be wrong, but but family reunions were huge. I need to know if y'all still doing it. And when when our 
There was one cousin, Lady West, that used to sing God Specializes. What was that cousin's name? Have you any rivers that you cannot cross? Oh my gosh, she would sing that song every family reunion. And the thing about it, because your, your relatives, some of them may be older, that might be the last reunion for them. And that happened for that one cousin. And then there was Uncle Fred, I want to say. That was the last reunion. When I got when we got home, not long after, they had passed Atlanta. They had passed away. So the importance of having these reunions when you're around your older family, well, well, to be honest, older or young, people are dying of all ages. Uncle Fred, yes, ma'am, I remember Uncle Fred. You don't know if you're going to see that particular person the following year. You don't know. My special guest is here. She's been summoned. Hey, where is auntie has been named our virtual auntie. Auntie Emma is our virtual auntie. According to Simone Austin, she has given you a new title. Thank you for being here under such short notice, auntie. And we're talking about family. And I was, I have my cousin in here and she reminded me that my grandmother had 15 sisters, was 14 sisters, I guess with her included with 15 and two brothers. And I, I believe the last one passed away this year. And the oldest one almost outlived most of them. Wow. Cousin Martha says, our cousin Sean Jackson knows all the family information. Well, I need to get in contact with that cousin. Because when things get better for me and I'm able to get back out here and travel, I got to see y'all and hug y'all. Because the way life is going, we don't know who gonna make it and who not you can't just say because a person is older they're gonna go first as you can see up and down your timeline i'm seeing obituaries of people who look like they are in fifth grade yep okay so we just don't know who will be here today and not tomorrow we gotta treat every day thank you cousin she says yes you are so right Every day has to be of the utmost importance. And even if you can't travel, get on the phone. Simone says, I think we stopped having reunions on her father's side. COVID did do some things to the families, Simone, and people start having Zooms. Auntie Emma, does your family do family reunions? Yes, we do family reunions. We, um, one side, one side really did family reunions. But it's a matter of, the young don't want to stand up anymore and mm. take elderly people's uh, roles of preparing and getting ready for reunions. Yes, it is a lot of work, but it's very well worth the work. Yes. Family is important. And as you always hear me say, without God, we are nothing. Not and a thing, not a thing. We have so it, it. I encourage everybody to get on your panel with your family, and and if you can get a, a family reunion going on your side, but you know, just 
a lot of people want to get sensitive and say, oh, you may be taking over. But don't look at that as taking over. Look at that as bringing people together. Yes, that's a good point. Yes. 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 They're always better together. Always. And my thing is this. Young people, people, period. Many of us have business savvy and are smart and will spend time at the nine to five planning the, the corporate parties. We'll spend time planning the churches, tent revivals. We'll, we'll spend time. This is your, for your family to spend time together and fellowship. This is what I believe God wanted us to do is to make sure, especially our elders, they need to know that they are relevant, that they are loved. Let them tell their stories. Yeah, they want to be on the phone for six hours, but child, clean your house while you're talking to um your aunties. Clean your house. Wash your dishes. Yep. You know, just, just call. Our elders ain't texting. Most elders are not going to be texting. Get on that phone. They may not even know who you are for the first five minutes, but that's okay. They'll figure it out when you keep talking. And even if they don't, that don't matter. Just get them, get them talking and show love because our older generation is going to leave. We all going to leave here, but yeah. they're going to eventually be gone. And we don't want them clean the house, Simone. We don't want them to leave full of wisdom that we need so we don't make certain mistakes. Come on. They are storytellers. Some of them have been alive for so long. They are the, the descendants of slaves. We all are, are in our community, but they may have some stories that go back that you, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't even have thought 80 years ago, hundred years ago, but certain information, like my cousin, Lady West says, we have a cousin named Sean, who was the keeper of, you need to appoint a keeper of the family information, ancestry information, um, high school diplomas or whatever you have from your family, you need someone that's going to be able to keep that. Yes, cousin Martha, keep talking. We need things shared with future family. We want to be able to present information to our next generations and tell who I tell my daughter all the time, who my grandmother was. I am not going to cry. When I talk about my grandmother, I cry. <sighs> Ruthie Mae Carter was my life. I am who I am because of her. Because of her. Her love for God, her love for people. She didn't have much of nothing. But she found ways to create so much for people. And that's a God-given anointing when a person can take something so small and make it so much. My cousin says, Sean has to slavery records. Cousin Martha, see, there is someone that has been collecting data. data. We need to know our, our history, y'all. Yeah, I know we saved. I love the Lord, but I believe that God created us with this history for a reason. We should, it can bring us together, y'all. Now, some of it ain't going to be pretty. 
But it is what it is. Right. It is what it slavery wasn't pretty. Not at all. Not right. at all. But look at what happened through those generations. Here we are. Somebody made it. Here we are. And we need to start digging into some of the things that our families have dealt with, things we should be praying for or praying about. Um, some family have things that have come through the bloodline generationally that may not be good. But because we are believers, we can come against that thing at the root in the name of Jesus. Huh. Call Jesus. Woo. But you wouldn't even know. Some things families don't even talk about. We need to talk. We need to talk. We're not going to be on long, Simone, because I got a, a Zoom at six. But I, I came here because Auntie Emma was one of the people who didn't know much about me, but she came on my live and supported me like she had been knowing me for 30 years. And she has been rocking with your girl, whether we agree or not, whether we have different perspectives or not. What we do have is a love and a mutual respect for each other. When I gave her the nickname Auntie, well, she already was Auntie to everybody else, but when I called her my Auntie, it's because I trust her. That is a term of endearment, people. It's a trust thing. When I know I can say, Auntie, come on over here. I'm not sharing this with everybody, but this is what's going on. And sometimes Auntie didn't even have to have to know the particulars to, to start praying. She would say, um, what's going on with you? What do you mean? She is my accountability partner for business, but she is my friend. The Lord gave her to me. Amen. Amen. Oh, that, Lord. That's where we have to, you know, it, there goes the else, the the friends. Yes. A lot of time your family will hurt you more than your friends will. So at wow. that moment, you, a lot of time when people cry out, you need to listen before you comment, you judge, you give your opinion. You need to listen. Mm -hmm. um, I may not be the one that looks all the time like I'm going to wait. It's like, oh, I got to talk, I got to talk, I got to talk. But a lot of time I listen wow. because you can miss a lot by not listening. Oh. And, and it comes from, you know, like she said, like you said, LHG, it comes from grandmothers. You know, that is one one thing that I can say that made me the person that I am today was wow. because I had loving grandparents, maternal yeah. and maternal. Okay. And I, I, I could just, I, I'm like, I, at that time, I didn't feel like I was loved. Mm -hmm. Wow. I did not feel like I was loved because mm -hmm. to interpret for my paternal grandparents, mm -hmm. 
three-year-old people, they did not finish at the age of seven and eight. I was going to handle their business. Wow. And with them. And, you know, back at that, all of these years, I keep looking back and I go back home, I drive that way and I'm like, my paternal grandparents were really rich. And I didn't know that because I didn't like the living conditions, but they felt comfortable with me to trust Mm. me. And that's how I learned to, okay, people trust you. Yes. God put you there. So go and be obedient with God's order. Yes. I did not like the certain living circumstances and stuff. but I let God just take control of my life. Did I know it was God doing it at that time? No, I didn't. Not at seven and eight. But I but I can see that though, because you are the businesswoman now. I can see that was a seed planted in you even then. Because even now, we come to you now. Auntie got it. She got the notes. Go go call Auntie. She got the notes. <laughs> That's you all the way. That's administrator, Madam Administrator. <laughs> if ain't nobody got it, Auntie got it. If um, she ain't, she gonna tell you where to get it. <laughs> That's you. Wow, we got a comment from my cousin. Let me see what my cousin Martha says. Her husband, cousin Michael, is a bishop or is an archbishop cousin. I watch him on on Facebook. Said, keep this concept going. Brilliant idea and much needed. Thank you, cousin. What I plan on doing is having a whole series about families. We starting with auntie, but as you can know, as you see, it's gonna go into grandmoms, it's gonna go into uncles, it's gonna go different places because it's families. We have to work harder at overcoming the the, the small infractions that cause us big problems. There may be some big infections too, but in some families, the little the little foxes tend to destroy the vine, as they say. Simone says, yeah, people should not have to know the details about your situation. Come on. In order to pray with you. Yes. Auntie has the notes. And my cousin says, we say yes. When we used to Auntie Emma, the family reunions made my grandmother so happy. She did not go a lot of places. She didn't drive. My grandmother never drove in her 73 years of life, never drove. And I knew when I got my license, I told her, well, you're going to have a driver, Mima, when I get, and when when I was able to drive, I took my days off. And I was like, you know, what you need to do? Where are you got doctor appointments? We going to the market. We going to, I centered my life around making sure my, my grandmother got where she had to be. That was my duty. That's the word that some of y'all young people need to hear. Duty. Duties. You ain't going to always have your grandmothers. She should not have to wonder where her grandchildren are. She should not have to wonder where her food going to come from when y'all grandkids sitting up here cooking all this food across town. Go see about your... If my grandmother was still here, I told her, when I get married, Mima, you're going to live with me. 
and you're gonna have your own room and we're gonna be cooking all this good food i had it all planned i said the only thing is you cannot die you have to wait and go up in the rapture with me i told her that and she said well baby i don't control that but i will stay with you as long as i can and when she left me i said god Come on now, come on now. And I, I, I didn't even know I knew what what speaking in tongues was, but I went into a heavenly language until I had to get the release that she had finished the course. Yes. And even with her last breath, she telling me, Auntie Emma, I rebuke that that stomach sickness. You're gonna be, and my stomach was hurting so bad. I was scared she was going to leave me. I rebuked that. She laid her hands on my on my stomach. I'm like, you can't be doing that. I'm trying to make sure you live. And you up here worried about me. Then she said, give me a little bit of air. And what I didn't know at the time was once she said for me to step back, she was, she was exiting. Because I couldn't lift her. She was a small lady. And when I couldn't lift her, I didn't know that that meant that she had left. Right. But the things that our grandparents and aunties teach us, if you got to write it, write it. Whether it's recipes for, for the best dressing, my big mama on my paternal side, my grandmother was named Flora Harris. We called her big mama because she was a large woman. And Big Mom made homemade rolls. And people would come from all over to get them rolls, honey. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven. Hey! Feed me till I won't no more. Simone says, listen, LHG, I told you before on the podcast that you will never not see me at my grandparents' house. And that's because grandparents' house meant security. It meant safety. Amen. It It meant safety. And aunties, the, the role of an auntie in our community represents if mama can't handle it, auntie got you. What you need? I'm right here. I'm right. second in command. I'm second in command. Right. What do you need? I'm here to, to whatever you. Here come another one. Hey, auntie Diane. They're there to support you. They're there to, to cheer you on. They're there to. And they may scold you. And you better receive it. Amen. You better listen and respect. A good auntie ain't going to have you out here cutting the food. Ain't going to have you out here acting crazy. Being, you know, evil and rude and saying crazy stuff. A good auntie? Because this person here on the screen, uh, you all right, LHG? What's going on? What was that about? What you need? You did what? Oh. I'm calling you. I'm calling you. <laughs> Sometime that messenger ain't going to it. I gotta hear your voice. Yeah. We gotta preserve the family and the and the friendships we have, Auntie. Go Correct. ahead. Correct. Yes. Yes. So this month was was gonna kick is kicking off now into the following month. Let the auntie speak is going to be a series. Each week, I will have a different guest or guests. They may be blood relatives. They may be virtual virtual aunties. They're, they may be 
community aunties. I got something cooking now uh, that's going to be real good with a group of ladies that I love and adore. And they're going to be sharing some wisdom. As women, we're, we're going to show that women can get along without being envious. Our God is so big that he gave each of us an element of greatness. I don't need yours. And you don't need mine. And we, we can we can be wonderful in whatever we do. I'm going to get you in on, in on this one, Simone. We can be wonderful at whatever he's gifted us with. Amen. I'm here to support Emma. I come in on her live videos. I chime in. Looking good, my tea. What's, what's your word for me? Stay the course. She gave me that word in March. And I've been rocking on that word. It just means whatever God has told you to do. Do not get distracted by opinions. Don't worry about what you don't have. If God told you to get in there, you better trust. trust that he will equip you with the provision for the vision. He will give you the grace for the pace. Amen. And when I did not feel like it, I heard those words. Stay the course. Just, just do it. And God will bless me. The time when I didn't want to do it was the time that he blessed me the most. And what if I hadn't been obedient? What if I hadn't stayed the course? What would I have missed? We got. We have to get to a point where, and if you feel weary, call my team. Call somebody in your family. Hey, grandma, auntie, cousin, I ain't feeling it. I just need to talk. I don't know what's going on. You know what? You need to follow Auntie Emma Simone and watch her videos and support her. Yes. Auntie, where do you live, Auntie Emma? I live in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Okay. If there's anybody in that part of the country, you need some paparazzi jewelry. You got one that will take care of you. Follow her on Facebook, Simone. Follow her. Follow her. And then when you follow her, share. You can share her videos as well. My cousin says, my mom, Ruthetta, our cousin, yes, my mom is her mother's child. When I tell you, cousin Martha, when she gave her trial sermon, I already knew what my mom's gifting was. I already knew she was gifted to be a preacher. She can't help it, cousin Martha. And she is an amazing singer, an amazing singer. Our family history is rich. You, I challenge y'all to research your lineage. Yes. You can have an auntie in your town and be passing by her at the Piggly Wiggly and don't even know it. Come on here. That data is very important. <laughs> yes, it is. It's very, very important. It's time for us to, if there is something that's heavy on you and you feel it's torn the family apart, you pray and you call a meeting. Because some of this stuff we've been carrying for generations probably is a simple misunderstanding. And if it's bigger than that, it ain't nothing that prayer and God can't fix. And then you got to realize that was then. Ooh. 
now. This is now. So if you stop looking in the review mirror, Ooh, you come on here and preach. You will not have a collision. <laughs> you will not. Jesus. And that is a challenge that I run into because a lot of times people want to take the glory. Mm. Take, take the glory, but we're going to make this happen. Let's make it happen, Captain. Let's make it happen. And it, it's like, you know, I just go in my, my uh, war room and I just pray out the family yes. reunion. Like, yes, they know Jesus, he was on the main line today. Yes. I, I just say it, y'all. I'm being, I'm being real. That's but real. People will, will, family, friends will challenge you. But mm -hmm. you just say that is then, this, this is, is now. And just. And you have to understand, and I'm going to, I'll just say, there have been some things that probably our elders have suffered that may have caused them to have certain viewpoints that may be different from yours. We come from different generations. We've seen different things. In my lifetime, I may feel the residual racism, but some of our elders saw the whites only in the colored signs and knew you couldn't go in the front entrance. You had to go through the back or saw lynchings or had our own family members lynched. So you've got to understand how much of a heaviness had to be on our ancestors and our families just to survive. Do you hear me? Yes. Just mere survival was difficult. Now, yes, we do have some stuff that's happening in our community that puts us in danger. But back in that day, you didn't know from, from moment to moment if the plantation owner was going to take you out, take your child, whip you, kill you, skin you. Come that's on. Right. We should be praying without ceasing because some of that heaviness and anguish could have been could be coming through the bloodline. If we're not addressing it with the power of prayer, the power of God. Yeah. I could not imagine living in that time. Not with this mouth and not being Ruth Ruth's daughter <laughs> and John Harris's daughter. No. Mm -mm. No. It's it's no. just you have to have a mindset, you know. You have to have a mindset and make yeah. sure person that is collecting the data is mm. willing to get out there and and ask questions get out there and research and please get out there and show your family that hey such and such is is in our our line is in our bloodline yes, yes. they got yes. they got some bellards right around the corner i need to go figure out that might yes. be my, I mean, and I'm just gonna give y'all a quick example. Like my the neighbor next door, she's a bellhorn. Mm. She don't know till today that I know she's a bellhorn. Wow. And the same her family and all of them are from the same area that my grandparent, my paternal grandparents were from church wow. point wow. and it's 
Duh. I mean, the only difference you could tell is mm -hmm. the color, the skin okay. color. But mm -hmm. on the side of my family, my on my paternal grandside, it was my paternal grandfather that had the dark, dark skin. Okay. Smooth skin. Oh, I just love their skin. On my maternal side, it was my grandmother. Okay. And so that goes to show you people is still people, you know, yes. whether they're the they're the color of them. I just say, you know, that we are a beautiful bouquet Come of That's a beautiful, a beautiful bouquet. I love that. And take pictures. Yes. I need I need these families. We need to to have as many photographs on a on a flash drive or something preserved somewhere in an album of something, so that as generations you know come and go, we're we're making sure people have this information. Like when someone I had I did a post about this, or I thought I, I thought I did. When someone passes away, I always wonder that scramble to find out, well, what school did grandma, grandma didn't go to school. Oh, well, what? Well, grandma didn't have no shoes. Oh, well, well what? Grandma didn't do that. Well, what, did, what, we, what we gonna put here? I mean, we gotta know about our family. And I'm like, well, do you know enough about your own parents where you can sit down and write an obituary and talk about where they worked or what their occupations were and, uh, their hobbies. I mean, are we spending enough time with each other to even know these hobbies and what they like to do? Some of y'all people love jazz, love tap dancing, love classical music. I mean, you got to get to know your family, your history, your legacy is so rich. And I don't think we even have scratched the surface. That's why these reunions are great. Don't just meet up at funerals, eating funeral pound cake. Even though I do love a good, a good, very well-made funeral pound cake and a good chicken wing. However, we have to stop letting funerals be our only time when we hug. And, oh, I miss you. I'm going to call you. Not. No. Don't hear from yeah. We got to do better. We got to do better, y'all. Yeah. We got some comments here. No, we're not spending enough time with our family because we're all too busy with our own individual lives. Yeah. Yeah. We got to make time. We got to make time. I you got to prioritize. I, I think the pandemic was an example for us to make time. make time. And I don't think people got it because they were, this was why they had the big hurrah about the kids going back to school. The teachers wasn't comfortable. All of this, I mean, they stopped getting caught up in the busy and get caught up in your family and learning about your family. Yes. That, um, that was a time when God said, be still. Be oh, still. Oh my God. Yes. Be I still. mean, the whole world shut down. 
did yes. we're still here today many have went on but we're still here today so let's make let's make we know better now so let's do better yes yes especially if you are in the same town or you have the financial ability to travel and the health to travel even if you do it every couple of months and you go visit your elders and your family because we're not going to have them forever. When Auntie Edna left here, Auntie looked so much like my grandmother. I relived losing her all over again because they looked so much alike and their mannerisms, they weren't twins and they weren't even born. I don't think, and cousin Martha could tell me was Aunt Edna and my grandmother, they weren't, they weren't back to back in births either, I don't think. But it's interesting how genes work in the family. We have, I have one auntie, big auntie, rest in peace as well. Um, my big auntie was hilarious. Ruby Lee. Everybody had a two-part first name. Ruby Lee, Jesse Dean, Ruthie Mae, Lola Bell. Was it Lula Bell or Lola Bell, cousin Martha? I don't know what Aunt Bertha's middle name was. Aunt Lorraine. Everybody had a two-part country name. We had that that meant you you really had a, a good country name and yeah. they, a good one. Everybody had a unique personality, unique talents. And I can't wait when, when God blesses me to be able to get, you know, on a plane. I want to see my cousins. In the meantime, we're going to get them on the show because I want to talk to them because they can tell me about the aunts, the great aunts I didn't meet. Because these are their children. Okay. So the great aunts and the aunts you don't get to meet, ladies and gentlemen, if they had children, you talk to their children or grandchildren, whoever is here. You get on the phone and you ask questions and you laugh and you cry. Cousin Martha, that would be Lee Harrison with something else. I thought my auntie owned the company Avon. She sold Avon for decades. I thought she owned it. I'm like, she got so much Avon. She must own this company. Simone says, I'm not sure where my family is from. Well, Simone, between the internet and Ancestry.com, they were all boss ladies. Yes, literally <laughs> from boss Wilson and bosses. I mean, it's, it's so... You said something, Auntie. The person who's keeping the information, don't let them do it alone. Come up with a group. With a group. Come up with a strong committee that is doing the research and taking the pictures and putting things in albums and, and preserving the heirlooms. It doesn't have to fall on one person. We, we, we tend to do that. We burn people out. And when they stop, don't nobody want to pick it up. But it up. it's enough for you to say, who can help us with this? Even with the family reunion planning, if we're coming to Detroit, who live in Detroit? I'm in Detroit. Mama's near Detroit. So you have a little group. Well, what's the good hotels? What are the group rates? 
What's a good park that we can have a picnic at? Um, you know, what's a good place to get some ribs on a good discount? You start having committee meetings. Come on. Yes. If if corporate can make this work and plan stuff, why can't a family? Yes. Be smart. Very. You live in the town. You know what's what. You know who's who. You start planning a year or two ahead of time. You have a little saving. You get your envelope and everybody starts saving their little money. You find out what's the cheapest flights or rental cars and you meet on Zoom every couple of weeks and you have your reunion. Do not let family reunions die because our families are passing away. Oh, cousin, you're going to make me cry again. Aunt Edna and Uncle Owen. Ooh, my Uncle Owen. So Watkins products. And she, my Aunt Edna did hair. She lived in Chicago. I remember she had this special room toward the back of the house where she would do perms and sets. And oh, she would have the ladies looking like superstars. But that's information I'm going to tell my daughter. My cousin just gave me some history. That's how simple this is, ladies and gentlemen. I got to get out of here. It's as simple as a conversation. This show is called Critical Conversations. What you're not saying is killing us. That's what right. you're not saying is killing a generation. Okay? We got to talk. It's not going to always be comfortable. We may shed tears, but we are family. And if it's not blood relative, God gives you someone that has a covenant with you to love you unconditionally, that becomes family. Amen. I want to hear the stories about 15 girls and two boys from these children of my, my great aunts. They, I'm sure they were told some stories. My mom, I'm sure she was told some stories. I want to pass that to Gabrielle and have her pass that to her children. So stay tuned. Go on Facebook and follow Critical Conversations. Mm -hmm. Get me to 500 followers. And then go to YouTube and follow Critical Conversations with LHG. Set notifications. Let the auntie speak has restarted because this was the first auntie I interviewed. I'm going to bring up that interview because she's also a business constituent. Auntie Emma and I did a show and she was my first person I interviewed as an auntie. And here she is again, supporting me again. That's love. Uh -oh. That's love. She's an amazing person. Her Uncle John are... Just beautiful souls. Cherish the people God allows to cross your path who may not share the same blood directly. Hello, my CEO is on here, Fred Beatty. Good evening, sir. Let the IT speak is coming. I got some things coming down the pipeline that are going to be so exciting. We're going to learn about each other. We're going to recreate the village concept. It's not gone. It's not gone. As long as there's at least two people on the planet, we're going to have a village. Yeah. And we got way more than that. Way more. In your natural families, reconnect. Say, I'm sorry. 
right. have conversations. Folks are leaving here in droves of all ages. Yes. Yes. Of all ages. We need each other. Whatever happened with those past cousins that couldn't get along, you don't even know what's wrong, but you don't like them either. You don't even know what happened and you mad. I just lost a cousin that I just hardly got to know in the last few years. And she's already gone. Wow. We have been planning on doing walks together and we never got a chance to do it. Life got in the way. And I went to her viewing. I looked at her and said, girl, we weren't supposed to meet like this. Right. Not like this, boo, but I'll see you soon. We got to do better families and we got to show our children and grandchildren what a family should look like. Start small. Start, come on. Start small. Yes. Start small. And you don't have to do it alone. It's as simple as starting a phone call, setting up a Zoom call. I mean, one thing COVID did do was show us how to be virtually resourceful. Hello, yeah. somebody, lights. Well, I got to get out here. <laughs> Auntie, thank you. you I love what? you dearly. I love you dearly. Thank you, Cousin Martha, for being in here. Simone, everybody, stay tuned or let the auntie speak. I'll be back Tuesday for Girl Chat Weekly with Kyle Shonda. She's going to debrief us about her event that was amazing. And I want y'all to have a good rest of your Sunday night. All right. Love y'all. I'm going to get you because of my. Bye, y'all.